I'm Ellie, Nature Lab's community science educator. My conversation today continues a series of interviews with folks from the Soil Factory. The Soil Factory is an art science initiative in Ithaca, New York, whose activities have parallels with what we do here at the Sanctuary and Nature Lab. Today, I'm talking with Katrine Achenbach, who is an educator and artist who works with the Soil Factory. Welcome, Katrine. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, with pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm Katrine Achenbach and I am part of the Soil Factory. I'm also like the co-founder of a nonprofit called Weave Community, which holds the space for the Soil Factory. Um, so the Soil Factory is one of the projects. And I run a group called Make Men's Meet. I look forward to learning more about each of those things. Maybe to start, can you tell us a little bit about the Soil Factory and how it got started? So the Soil Factory started actually right sort of in the pandemic or at the tail end of the pandemic when it became clear that people need a space to congregate, to exchange ideas and to experiment together. And we were so isolated in the pandemic and the start of the pandemic. And we've community community is all about enabling face-to-face -face conversations and bringing folks together from different parts of society so that they can mix and we can learn from each other. Community space is rare here in Ithaca and we needed like a space where this could happen. And so we rented or we are renting like a big warehouse where people come together from all walks of life and experiment with democracy through concert and art exhibits, experiments on soil science and the community garden and all kinds of projects that bring people together and, and, and work towards a more just future for all of us. Great. That sounds like something I'd really like to experience. I'm curious within Soil Factory where your Make Men's Meet project fits in and if you could talk to us about, about how that developed. Yeah, so I have been mending for a really long time, mostly at home in isolation, because I look at mending as a uh, social arts practice as much as repairing also our clothing. And I think we're very divorced from the process where our clothing comes from and where it has to go when we're done with our clothing. So all of our clothing comes from the earth or from underneath the ground and has to go back there. And with increasing awareness of the ways that is unfathomable what we uh, and the overproduction that is happening and then the terrible working conditions for folks who make our clothing so we could buy something that does not reflect at all the work that goes into it and the havoc it it, it wreaks on the environment so during the pandemic where we were all isolated and i was sewing and mending and stitching all on my own i thought why don't we do this together so not only will we rescue clothing from the landfill, but we can also create community, recreate community, practice with being social and learn from each other at a very concrete skill of repairing something or mending a piece of fabric, but also creating community and repairing the social fabric at the same time. And so I had a little flyer. We have a mailing list and I said, well, come mend with me. And there was a lot of interest. And I think there's a growing awareness that this is a, not only a skill, but also something needed. And uh, we have been gathering every first and third Sunday to sit together, mend, and share stories. It's a very good vehicle also for the introverts who come, who can then communicate either through their clothing that they're repairing or, you know, sit there and just be part of 
part of a community without having to without being put on the spot or without feeling the pressure of you know contributing something more than their presence because something that is all people can contribute in the moment yeah that's really beautiful i also have an appreciation for um, kind of social gatherings where you have something to do with your hands, <laughs> right? Yes, um, I think we don't think enough with our hands, though. That's that's another thing. I think that um, in the future, those skills hopefully will take some of that pressure off the earth where we are not in touch anymore with what we can do with our own hands and what we can create. For sure, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that connects into a little bit of some of the other aspects I read about your work when I was doing a little research for this interview. I know from the tagline for the Soil Factory, which is exploring interactions between social arts and scientific networks, that the Soil Factory has this focus on building community and networks across difference, which you already spoke to. And I'm wondering how your focus fits into that, obviously through the mending. That makes a, a ton of sense, um, bringing different groups together to sit and repair and I read online that you're interested in creating community through verbal, nonverbal, visual, and face-to-face -face interactions. Do you have other ways in, in addition to the mending that you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm actually coming from a language uh, background. So I've been working in language acquisition for a really long time. And I think over time, I felt that I teach a colonizer language. So, and, and I'm not even teaching my native language. So that became sort of increasingly a theme for myself. And I also don't live in Germany where I was born and grew up. And it became increasingly clear to me that I, I felt uncomfortable that we don't pay enough attention to other languages and I feel textiles are sort of I look at textiles almost like a basic universal language that we all speak because we all get dressed in the mornings and we start our life and being you know being swaddled in like a blanket and um, that's also where we end so I felt it has a lot to do with our second skin and the language that we use to express ourselves long before we say anything people look at us and wonder who we are just by the way we dress. And even if you're not aware or couldn't care less about fashion, we still express something like belonging. And so I look at that at clothing as our second skin, but also as a language that we use to communicate a bit our values. And I think um, I think I got off course with, with your question. Um, so the other expressions, no, I bring it back to the other expressions. Um, well, I think um, the story sharing is is sort of the immaterial art that I look at really as an art form, like to have conversations that matter and how to do this across where we usually don't find common ground, right, to create that common ground. I'm interested in communal art as well, like where we stitch together something. So we did. Let me let me go back to your question. Your question was. I think you're doing a beautiful job of answering it. I mean, it oh, talks really? oh, about, okay. yes, yes. I mean, you went in places that I wouldn't have known to ask you about. So this concept mm -hmm. of our profound connection to the fibers that we wrap our bodies in yes. and how that goes birth to death and how we tend to not center that is very related. You were talking, I was asking about nonverbal, visual, face-to-face, -face, and verbal interactions. And you've kind of covered all of those. Oh, yeah. The storytelling, <laughs> the visual yeah. way we express ourselves through clothing. So I'm learning a lot. Um, and I think our <laughs> listeners are as well. 
Mm. Do you want to add anything to that? We only have a few minutes left, um, so we could also move on to talking about if you have any visions for the future of programming at the Soil Factory or any kind of favorite moments from the past that you'd like to share um, as a kind of invitation for our listeners to understand even a little bit more. Yeah, I have, I have favorite moments, and perhaps that is a sort of a selfish thing, but I remember like one of the very first Make Men's Me, there was a student coming to and she said, I am so excited. I am so sick of learning from YouTube. I love learning with people. And I love this because I'm a YouTube learner. I will learn a new stitch and get all excited. And I really love this. And I have been uh, trying to heed that as a, let's not have a PowerPoint, not one more PowerPoint. Let's really just look at what's in front of us and, and concentrate more on touch and how we learn from each other and what's required because I think collaboration and cooperation that's only that's the only shot we have, I think, really, if we want to get ourselves out of the mess that we have created. So that was a favorite moment. And I love when I think we did a dinner. Yeah, one of the favorite moments not related to um, the Make Men's Meet, other than we have been stitching like a big tablecloth that started at the saw factory where we, for example, stitch like around a table and everybody can make a mark on something. So that's one thing. But one, the event that I wanted to mention is a big dinner where we just ate things sorted by color. And it was a lot of fun. We were all wondering what they're going to people bring because they're no blue foods other than blueberry. And it was, it was really like one of the most amazing moments to share this, the stories around food. And so that was one of the events that I loved at the software, but there's also too many to really. <laughs> to <laughs> I'm going to encourage our listeners to, to check out the website, which is thesoilfactory.org, and to keep listening because we'll be talking to more Soil Factory folks in the future. And the work you do sounds so um, kindred to what we do here at the Sanctuary and Nature Lab. So thanks so much, Katrine, for speaking with me. Thanks so much, Ellie. Thanks for having me.